guys, I am Michaela Dice. I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us here on my podcast because you belong here. Um, the purpose of this podcast is to talk about testimonies. I am a firm believer that your testimony should be someone else's prophecy. So we will be talking with some of my friends and family and people that I love about things that God has done in their lives. And I will be sharing different things about things that God has spoken to my heart and things that I've experienced through him and his word. And so I just wanted to tell you, grab a cup of coffee, pull up a chair and come hang out with us as we go deep, discovering the ways that God has proven his love in tangible ways. I am so excited you're here. This is Michaela. Um, I'm here with my friend, Betsy. We've been friends for a long time. 2011 maybe uh-huh. I think yeah yeah so, that's pretty good isn't that crazy uh-huh. do you remember how we met I do remember how we met <laughs> yeah. I remember being in that membership class and I just loved how much you giggled like I loved uh-huh. how happy and bubbly and fun you were and I was like I really need to be friends with her and we did we were friends and our, our husbands were had dry humor and yes. it just <laughs> we spent so many weekends together just watching uh-huh. our husbands play video games or uh-huh. eating pizza yeah and we lived really close to each other too we didn't mm-hmm. well we lived close and then we moved closer oh that's right you guys did move uh-huh. while we were still there uh-huh. yeah yeah and then we started having kids at the same time yeah that was wild right so crazy <laughs> still crazy so fun I love it Mm -hmm. so you can tell everybody a little bit about yourself and then we'll roll into our story sure okay so let's see we met in 2011 Mm, so we have four kids then they're all pretty close together so when the oldest was four not even really four and a half the fourth child was born so I don't physically actually know how that happens. Like I do know how that happens, but like you just look back and you're like, I've only ever met one other mom that had kids as close and as many as ours. So Chris kind of just wanted two kids. So we kind of fit four into about that time period. Um, so Weston is eight and John is six and a half and Aaron is a girl and she's five and justice is three and a half. Um, and Chris and I got married in 2009 and Michaela and I were talking a little bit before the recording started. And I, we were talking about 2020 and what that like looked like for our families. So I just jumped right into it. Like, well, God's been (laughs) faithful. (laughs) Let me tell you what, (laughs) because Um, I don't think you have that many kids in that close of a time period without there being some kind of fallout. Like I share pretty consistently on social media, but the things that are very personal, I don't necessarily share. Like I don't, I'm like, Oh, I'll talk about that. Oh, well, I'll talk about how to be kind to your kids. Like, (laughs) like, okay. I definitely find lots of inspiration in that. So that's helpful. Right. It's not a lie. It's just not like, oh, guys, hi, like anything like this is really hard, (laughs) which to each his own. 
on the socials. Um, so Justice, here, I'll show you the picture. This was when, uh, this was when Weston was four and Justice was about six months old. So he wasn't quite five yet. So cute. So cute. So that was like 2018. And we got through having four kids and I looked up and I was like, "Uh Oh, we have an alcohol problem in our home. Like this is like not going away. And this, Oh, Oh my, Oh my. So the fact of the matter is the only person you can change is your own self. So I had been going to a women's group where we read through the excellent wife. It's, it's a book. You don't have to be excellent to read it, (laughs) but it's, she, she has things that she talks about and then she puts God's word in. And so it's very like Bible based and whatever. And so I started like, once I figured out like, okay, this problem's not going away. I need some help. I spoke up in my group. Like I need some help. Like we need to figure this out. And they didn't just fix my life. But they said, you need to go to codependency class. So apparently, if there's an alcohol problem in your home, it's not nothing that I can do. I can go to codependency class. Oh, what an eye opener. (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't know what codependency was. I didn't know it was a big deal. But the thing is, if you don't deal with your codependency and you... Like, it's really nice because you would go to like a big group thing and then you would go to a smaller group and everyone would share. But when you go to a codependency class, no one can tell you what to do. So you say, (laughs) hi, my name's Betsy. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. And I am something about codependency. I don't know if you say struggling, winning over. I don't remember. (laughs) I'm codependent. I struggle with codependency. I I don't know, Michaela. I don't know. (laughs) But the thing I realized was that if you are codependent and you don't deal with it, that it's going to go on and on and on and on. So like if your kids get in trouble at school and you're codependent and you don't let them experience those consequences, like the natural consequences for getting in trouble at school, if you try and cover for them because you're codependent, congratulations, you're going to be raising your grandkids. Like Mm, it's never too late. It is never too late to turn around and say, God, I need help. So that's where I was at. (laughs) So I was telling you that 2020, I decided we got to not have, we got to have a dry house. Like it's not going to work any other way. Our kids are seeing this. I'm seeing this. We have to be together on this. And my husband, Chris, loves the Lord. Like Mm -hmm. he loves the Lord and he was struggling. Like it wasn't like anything other than that. And so I, from all my pregnancies, got a hernia and needed surgery. So Chris took me to the surgery in 2020. They let me in in May. Can you even imagine? And so he took care of me and my parents came and took care of the kids. So they were all here. And I had said to him, we're not going to have alcohol in the house. And he brought it in the house, like as a response to the stress from the surgery. Mm -hmm. So I took the kids with my parents and went to my parents' house for three weeks and not without counsel, not without like support. 
the ladies that I had been in group with for a long time, all this stuff. And he, he did business with the Lord. He put wood floors in the house, laminate floors, and he did business with the Lord. And he, we would talk every night on the phone and it was almost as if I had decided, Lord, I trust you enough that I will trust you with my husband mm-hmm. and I will trust you with my life and I will trust you with my kids' lives. And I don't, ha- I didn't have any guarantees. I didn't have anything like, oh, if I do this thing, my life is going to be made or saved or right. no, God is good to me and God is good to my husband. And he is faithful enough that he will draw Chris to his own self and he'll draw me to himself. Like, amen. And so, um, Chris's boss at work is a Christian and he is the reason that we met his wife said, Oh, Betsy, I think you're going to like this guy. (laughs) Turns out I do. (laughs) So one of the things that I knew that we needed was, um, like Bible study with people that wasn't just me, like encouragement in a small group, that kind of thing. So Chris was like, okay. And his boss said, yeah, I'll do a Bible study. So they started Bible study in 2020 and they still have it every Thursday, um, every Thursday at, at work, upstairs after work. Anyway, that's awesome. Yes. And we have a dry household and it's nothing it's nothing that I've done. It's nothing that I could like white knuckle or control, or it's all been before the Lord. And so 2020 was also the time where, um, what a pandemic and kids have to wear masks and go to school and all this stuff. So Weston was in kindergarten at that point, And he came home from kindergarten in March and they just sent schoolwork home to do with him. So we just would like do a little bit every day. And his teacher was super nice. He didn't have to do Zooms. It was nothing on the computer. It just, yes. It was just like, do this thing today. Like emails, like do the, you know. Yeah. So the emails come for John to be in kindergarten and Weston to be in first grade. And just like when I didn't want to go back to work, when I had John, I sent the emails back like, yep. Yeah, my kids can come to school. That would be fine. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> so we've come home. We have a dry house. It's like we're doing the things. Like it's this is a big deal, but like God's with us and we're just going to take it day by day. And I don't know. And so, but I send these emails back twice and Chris comes home from work and he goes, did you think like, maybe we could maybe like talk about this? Cause they were asking, what do you want to do with your kids? Do you want them to be online or in school or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. They can be in school. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's like, so what would you think about homeschooling? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is when your heart is soft towards the Lord, I don't have to have it all figured out and I don't have to be a pro and I don't like nothing. There's no requirements, but that I would show up and say yes. Yeah. So like Chris shows up and says, yes, okay, we'll have a dry house. And it immediately starts changing the atmosphere in our home. It's a 
a home of peace, like it's hard. It's not like it just like, oh, everything was great. Like it's a big deal. Right. But like the, the peace that came from that, I'm like, okay, you said yes to having a dry house. The least I can do is say yes to homeschooling the kids. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that's how we started homeschooling. And am I a pro at it yet? No. But am I willing to say, okay, God, I'll do a little bit today. Okay. I'll do a little, like, mm-hmm. that's all he wants. He just wants our hearts. He wants our, our obedience rather than sacrifice. Maybe it's both. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of seem to coincide. But they do kind of go together. <laughs> <sighs> so um, I'm still going to that excellent wife group. And now we've switched to online just for two of us. And we, we share every once in a while on a Thursday on Instagram live, which has been really nice because it's specific. And I actually have to focus on what we're talking about and it's still blessing me and my marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. Yeah. I love how God moves. Like you said, like when we just lay it before him, like there's so many times when we decided we were going to adopt, that was one of those times where it was like, we tried to have a baby for so long. And then I told Nolan, I think we should have this conversation. And he was like, I lectured for a while. And he just kept saying, no, no, the day. So one day I just said, all right, Lord, if this is what we're supposed to do, change his heart. If it's not change mine and give us creative solutions on what's next. Two days later, he came to me and was like, Hey, let's have this adoption conversation. It's so much easier that way. It's only God. It's only God that sees your heart and sees your sweetness towards him. And is like, that's what I was needing. Okay, let's go. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing. And it's like, and it's like saying when somebody's single, just let go and God will bring you who you need to be with. Like, no, that's not, come on. Yeah. Yeah. But then here, then here you are with your hands open before the Lord and you would have had your hands open forever. Like it wasn't like, now my hands are open and Nolan, you better get over here because my hands are really open. No, it was a genuine, like you met with the Lord and said, okay, I don't know how this is going to go, but you do. Yeah. That's it. Like that's. And it's, it is really just that simple because he's the only person that can change any hearts, whether it's Mm -hmm. yours or mine or our husband's or our children, like only way that works is because something that has been like, he's really been telling me like the last two years, I think is like, I want to pursue you. Like I am pursuing you. I am pursuing him. I am pursuing them. Like, and that has become my prayer for people. Like in the midst of those hard times, I ask that the Lord would pursue you passionately and that you would feel him that way Uh because he does like, that's all he wants. It's just like, like a courtship where it's, 
you're not going to date someone that's not going to like be there and talking to you, uh-huh. but yet to find that person that does just chase after you, like uh-huh. that's what, he, that's who he is. Uh-huh. And that's all he wants. He just wants the permission and the go ahead to say, like, I am chasing after you. Just let me run. Like, let me have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And it's a bigger deal when we say yes to God, then we get to see, like, there's never any promise. You said yes to God and the promise isn't. And then this list is going to happen. Right. But because Chris said yes to the Lord, then I also said yes to him. Okay. Yes. Go homeschool. So then I do get this list of blessings and benefits of being okay. A it's helping my character develop. It's fine, whatever, (laughs) but B I get to witness my kids learning. Mm -hmm. Like I know that they're going to learn and I know that they're curious and I know all these things, but like that's a blessing that I could have missed if I would have put my foot down and said, no, that's not going to work for me. We're going to need to send him to school, which is totally within my wheelhouse. I get to choose if I'm going to say yes to what my husband says or not. Like, right. And God can bless you a different way. And God is still with me and he still loves me. Like it's not, it's not a, I can't, I can't lose God. He can't lose me. Right. But I do get to see the benefits of saying yes in this way of like, I get to witness my kids learning every day. Like, okay, they're learning. Look at these kids. They're learning again. <laughs> okay. All right. We're doing this again. And you get to be in charge of what they're learning. Uh-huh. And you uh-huh. get to show them the love of the Lord and like uh-huh. educate them in the ways of the word and not just uh-huh. the education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get to choose and I get to get better at it. And I get to ask God for wisdom. Like, all right, Lord, what is it that you want me to be teaching? Because I've bought curriculum and I've, you know, planned it out and that kind of thing, but it's like, you still got to carry it out. You still got to do it. And Weston, we have an adventure Bible and he read it. And I, and so at breakfast in the mornings, we've read Proverbs, like a proverb of the day, because you can mm-hmm. read it for all month. And then the next month comes and so the next month came and I'm like, all right, kids, we're going to read Proverbs. is like, you kidding me? <laughs> Mom. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not kidding. He's, so I said, okay, well, what did you want to read? Well, I like Paul. Okay. So we're reading an Acts. Is it slow? Yes. Am I good? But we're oh, reading but it's it. it's so good. Yes. Yes. And he has recently started emailing. So he's got like a pad where he has games on it or whatever. And my dad had said, are you going to let Weston text with us? Well, he doesn't have a phone. He's eight. So he's been emailing and grampy Tom asked him, what is your favorite Bible story? Well, I like Paul. So he's an ax. So my favorite book is ax. He says, I love it. (laughs) like let it flourish you know that's so fun though like to mm-hmm. watch them like develop that love for the word mm-hmm. like there's times where sam will just randomly like bring his bible in and he's like mom i was just reading this and he'll like explain things to me and i mean his mm-hmm. name is samuel on purpose yeah. and one day he brought me 
his Bible and he was talking about Hannah. It was since we were having this conversation about IVF and he was like talking about Hannah and how she was crying and how God gave her a baby. And I was like, you know, that's why your name is Samuel. Right. And he was like, what really? I was like, yeah, because in that Bible, like in that book, Hannah named her baby Samuel because God answered her prayers. And that's what it means. You were our first baby. And we cried a lot of tears for you, just like Hannah cried for her baby. And your name is Samuel because of that. And he was just like, oh, that's amazing. This is the coolest thing ever. And it was just like so cool to like watch his mind blown. Yeah. By the like, it's so yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. That is so wonderful. It's so great. It's such, it's, I think it's the coolest part about like raising kids is like watching them fall in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's my yep. favorite part. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so question. Okay. Through all of that mm-hmm. that you went through and like all of the changes and you going to groups and going to groups together and all the things. What is there a characteristic of God? Is there something that you learned about who he is that actually like the, maybe you knew already, like uh-huh. that you really got to see come true. Like it became a tangible truth to you. Uh-huh. Mm, I think probably his gentleness and his love. Mm. Um, I had a friend who said, because Chris's, Chris's choice to like all was pretty instantaneous. Like it was pretty like, and so I had a friend who said, Betsy, if you had been bitter, this transition from alcohol in your home to you being in your home with your husband and having a restored relationship would have been a lot more difficult. And so I think that the trustworthiness of who God is and his love for me is a bigger deal than like, it's his love is over me and his love is for me. Like me specifically. And I think I really got to witness that and see that because Chris didn't have to make a new choice. It didn't like, I had no hold over it, Mm -hmm. but God's love was with me the whole time and with me. And I think was what makes it possible for me to be like, because I trust in God's love for me, then I can be loving and except the fact that Chris has changed. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it just, yeah. yeah. So God's love and the choice to, or the understanding that I don't have to be bitter, that I'm not, that his love is big enough to hold me and to hold our family and to be with us. And when we went, we went to Las Cruces for three weeks and not only did Chris have time here and he tiled the whatever, what he did his thing, But God planned it to where my friends from high school, I was in their wedding, I guess in 2009, and they had four boys pretty close together like our kids. Mm -hmm. They were in town visiting grandparents. God set it up that we would have 
people to visit with, people to be with. And the wife of that marriage says to me, you know, God is really for your marriage. And I'm like, okay, I, I know <laughs> I wouldn't be here if I didn't think he was. Yeah. But it's like, it was just encouraging all the way around. And yeah, it's his love. Mm, that's good. So is there a scripture or a word or something that if someone is in a position that you were in, that they may be going through something similar or something that feels like that and they are grasping and they're, they feel like they're drowning and they don't know what's next. Uh Is there a scripture or something like that came alive to you, like a rhema word that you would share with someone going through something similar that they could just hold on to, to stay afloat until they find that moment where that truth becomes tangible to them. I think that one of the verses that I had before this happened, like that had been rooted in me as I was having kids, as my kids were so little, it's in Isaiah and I'm not sure the reference. So I'll have to look it up or you'll have to put it in the notes. I'll put it in the notes. But it was the one about how he gently leads those with young. Um, and so at some point during the time when we had little babies, will you look it up? I'm um, okay, good. It talks about he gently leads those with young and I had to cling to that, that there is not an emergency. There is not something that needs to be acted on right now. There is not, it took a long time and it was a long process. God is patient with us and God is kind. And there is, it's not an emergency. It's not, I'm so, I'm sorry, it's not. <laughs> so don't feel rushed, but do the next right thing. Like just yeah. like, God is with me and he's gently leading me. That's all there is to it. Yeah. It's Isaiah and 3, I feel like, 11. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that doesn't even have to be the same situation as mine. You can have little kids and, and claim that verse for your own self. Like it just, mm-hmm. it's just a blessing to know I don't have to be faster. I don't have to rush. I don't have to be more clean. I don't have to be happier. I don't, there's nothing that I have to do that God doesn't see me right where I'm at and gently lead me. Like Mm -hmm. you can get better at being clean. Your, your attitude can change. You can be kind. Yeah. (laughs) You can go slower. You can go slower. (laughs) I feel like that's so like, any mom ever needs to hear that like regardless of the circumstances or where you are to know that he does gently lead like it's so good it says he will feed his flock like a shepherd he will carry the lambs in his arms holding them close to his heart he will gently lead the mother sheep with their young that's the new living translation but Mm -hmm. i think that like He will carry the lambs in his arms and he will gently lead the mother. Like he is carrying your children and he is gently leading you. 
to be their mother. Like mm-hmm. he is walking with you and carrying them for you. Like, yeah. And it's something that God keeps doing in me. <laughs> yeah. That like my youngest is three and a half. And I just like, I want that to continue that God is gentle with me and I am gentle with you. Like we've got time. We, we've got the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so precious. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have anything else you want to share before we? That's it. <laughs> Gosh, thank, thank you, you so for much. having me. I just appreciate you being here so much. Like, thank you. That was really, really good.